email that had two different links on it, this one and another one. And I forgot that he sent another email that said, forget the first link. I want the second one that has the, the choir. But isn't it, isn't it just like God? God wanted Bill to be our choir. And uh, it was just so good to be able to hear Bill lead us in that wonderful, majestic song. Um, you should have Psalm 8 open in front of you. What a great psalm. I mean, the psalms, this has been such a wonderful semester. Uh, going deep into the heart of David, a man who is after God's heart, who would do all of God's will. Psalm 8, he starts out to the chief musician on the instrument of Gat or Gath, a psalm of David. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers and the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? and the son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Let's pray. Lord, we could be here for days and weeks we will spend eternity worshiping, adoring the majesty of your name, your nature, your character, your person, your authority, all that you are that your name represents. And Lord, we pray that your name would be further established among us today, that your name would be lifted up that the name of the Lord would be magnified today in us and through our lives. So Lord, once again, I just sound the biblical trumpet, the shofar, that we might have ears to hear what, what would the spirit of the Lord want to say to me personally today? Your word is personal. We serve a personal savior who is so intimate. Holy Spirit knows every thought every word, every action. So Lord, we just ask you to come and take your liberty today as we sit before you to listen to your word.
Thank you, Lord, for what you have in your heart for each of us today. Amen. Amen. In the fields with the sheep, David had, listen, countless nights, totally alone except with the sheep. Or maybe another shepherd that may have been being with him, but because he was the youngest of the family, often he was probably out there alone, laying on his back, looking at the stars. Wow. You know, tending sheep is a full-time job. It's not part-time. And there were no distracting lights in those evenings other than a possible glow of another campfire in the distant. There was no beyond lights, nothing. It was pitch black everywhere. Imagine every night sleeping under the stars. Wow. You know, we probably all had times of getting away from the city lights and human noise to be able to enjoy the wonder of creation of our almighty God. In nature, it's easy to look up and behold the wonder of God, and especially at night. However, when we're among people, we real easily look around and we look down rather than looking up. So hear this this morning. We need to get away from the works of man to see the works of God in greater clarity. Did you hear that? We need to get away from the works of man. All this concrete, as wonderful as it is, this is a work of man. We need to get out from the works of man to see with greater clarity the works of God and to appreciate his greatness in his creation. Well, in verse 3, look what happened. David is considered, he considered God's created heavens and his handiwork. It must have stood out to him since he had been shepherding since he was a little boy for years out there in the fields. The stars meant a lot to David. So, in continually looking upward at night until he fell asleep, his understanding was enlarged and he gained a greater perspective of the magnitude of God. Beholding his nature does that. He confessed what may be God's greatest gift to the human spirit, that we can perceive God. And the prophet Joel said that when the spirit of God comes upon mankind... Young men will see visions, Joel 2, 28. But when that prophecy is repeated in Acts 2, the simple Greek for the word see really literally means they will have the ability to see. So in our days, we must be asking God for a greater ability to see things from his divine perspective, not our earthly one. Because distressing events... And circumstances can often cloud our vision. And on that note, I encourage all of you, watch the news less. There's bad news everywhere. And even, even the good news that they're reporting is bad news. Lord, help us looking up at the wonder of the expanse that God created. It's meant 
to lift us from our circumstances and to help us recognize that God is vastly more enormous than all of our problems put together. He has a plan to work everything out in the midst of all the darkness. That's why he wanted all of us to see that there's endless amount of light that shines in darkness. He's that faithful. And to respect God's majesty, we need to compare ourselves with his greatness. The more we see his greatness, the more tiny we see ourselves, and that's a good thing. When we look at creation, we often feel small by comparison, and it's true. We are small compared to God's amazing creation. But then look at verse 4. What is man? What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. When we look at the vast expanse of creation, we wonder how God could be concerned about little people who constantly disappoint him. And then in verse 5, David says, For you have made him a little lower, a little lower than the angels. With the beauty of all that God has created, look, catch this. Man is still the apex of God's creation. Nothing compares to everything he's created like man. And he made us just a little lower than the angels and he crowned us with glory and honor. Angels don't have that. We have great worth. Why? Because we bear the image of Almighty God. And this is what sets humanity apart from every other created thing, even including angels. But this is also why we must take the entire issue of sin very seriously. Sin brings us down to a much lower place than God intends for us to live. Not only are we a little lower than the angels, we're a lot lower when we sin. Let me give you an illustration. Most children do not understand why mom and dad care so much about when they leave a room and leave the lights on or forget to turn off the faucet in the kitchen or the bathroom. You see, to the children, the lights being left on, it's, it's no big deal. It's such a small thing. Why does mom keep harping on that? So what happens is they have to be reminded again and again because they're not the ones paying the bill. And they don't realize that there's a price to pay behind each light that's on. Now, what's the application? Well, most children of God have a difficult time understanding why God cares so much about sin. After all, some sins seem small to God's children. So we have to be reminded again and again that even the small ones are big. 
Should have heard at least one amen. amen. There we go. My wife, the faithful one in the back. Listen, we are not the ones who paid the bill. That's why we think small of a thing we shouldn't do. But God cares because he's the one who paid the high price. The costly ransom that sin requires of all of us. Death. Do you realize that there's a bill behind every sin? Jesus paid the light bill with his blood so that we wouldn't have to spend eternity in darkness. Listen to what Paul writes concerning this issue from Colossians 2, verses 11 through 14. He writes, in Christ, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised through him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way by having nailed it to the cross, the ultimate bill that was paid. All right, back to Psalm 8. Verse 5. David continues saying, you have crowned him with glory and honor. The word translated honor is the word hadar. Hadar which means splendor, honor, glory, magnificence, and beauty. Now, Janet and I, as you know, most of you, that we had the joy of living in Israel for many years, but 10 of those years we spent living in the city of Haifa, the northern seaport city. And the downtown region of Haifa, the very first fruits of Haifa, the very center of town is called Hadar. That's that area, just like Woodway is a part of Waco and, and uh, Cedar Ridge and all of that. The very center of Haifa is Hadar. Because the city founders wanted this area of the Galilee. Haifa is in the Galilee. It's the southernmost part of the Galilee. They wanted this part of the Galilee to be honorable, to be beautiful, and to be a place for God's glory. Hadar. And the area is beautiful, but it is far from the place of glory that was envisioned. Hadar speaks of the splendor that belongs to God, to his creation, to his kingdom, and to man who is made in God's image. David continues in verse 6. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Now this parallels to the assignment that was given to Adam and Eve in Genesis 1. God has given dominion to man to rule over the works of his hands. All the animals, all the birds, all fish are subject to man, but with great authority comes great responsibility. 
Man has a responsibility that the rest of creation does not have. Man holds a critical role in the affairs of the earth. The dominion given to man over the earth makes us human beings accountable to God as stewards of the planet. So we appreciate creation. And we acknowledge that God cares for us. But mostly, we are aware that God's name is excellent in all the earth. And that his glory extends to the heavens. Friends, hide this in your heart. Dwelling on God's greatness enlarges our perception of him. Dwelling on God's greatness enlarges our perception of him. The Apostle Paul says this in Romans 1, verses 20 and 21. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Now these verses say that man is without excuse before God, even if he has not heard the gospel, because God's creation clearly proclaims his existence. And then David ends this psalm the same way he began it. Perfect bookends. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And someone who radiates the Lord's love and goodness in a song with this title is one of my all-time favorite singers, Sandy Patty. I want us to enjoy her singing about, Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name.
Wow, let's, let's pray. Oh, God. Lord, we want to thank you for David, a man after your heart. A man who would do all your will. Lord, I pray you'd give us a perception of God like David had. That need to be a supernatural impartation. Because the countless nights he spent just beholding your expanse, your creative work. No wonder you were that personal, that intimate with David. Lord, I pray you'd help us all this week to just step out. It's, it's hard at times. It's hard. It's difficult to step out from where all we see is the works of man. Where we can step into something, somewhere, that just has God's stamp all over it. Whether it's a forest or a drive-through, whatever, Lord, we just want to come to a place where we can behold the wonders of our God. Lord, Lord, I remember going to a place just outside near MCC to be able to, to watch the stars and to watch eclipse of the moon. And Lord, we just want to behold your majesty. And thank you for David's revelation. And thank you for your revelation using David's words. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Be magnified this week, we pray, for Jesus' sake and in his glorious, majestic name. Amen.